Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. If we haven't met before, my name's Penny. I'd love to chat with you after the service. Uh, We're excited uh, to have you here this morning. We're doing a series uh, on the House of Prayer, and today uh, I'm going to be talking about the Lord's Prayer, Uh, and so I'm excited, but I wanted to ask you a couple of questions first. Uh, Can you tell me the tree that grows from an acorn? An oak. Cool. The vapor that rises from fire? Smoke. The sound a frog makes is called? Okay. The white of an egg? Aha. (laughs) Some of you got it. The white of an egg is called a white. (laughs) The yellow of an egg is called a yolk. Uh, Many of us are, are familiar with the Lord's Prayer. Maybe you've memorized it at some stage of your life. Uh, Maybe you had to say it at school. Raise your hand if you were one of those people at school. Yeah, they said the Lord's Prayer. Uh, You learned it maybe at kids' church. Uh, And see, sometimes we can go through the motions, and that's a bit of a challenge when it comes to the Lord's Prayer. Right? It it packs a huge punch, but for a lot of us, a lot of us, we've said it. Oh, we've read it. Uh, so many times we've kind of become familiar with it. Uh, and, and I think there's a risk that we've kind of stopped reflecting on what it's actually saying. Or maybe uh, that we've read it at surface level. But we haven't kind of uncovered the full richness of it. And, and there's a danger because there's a potential to lose the purpose of it and the power of it. And so I want us uh, today to kind of deep dive into it, right? And, and if you've been in church a while, you've probably heard a sermon on the Lord's Prayer, and it's great, because it's so important, right, uh, to our lives. Uh, but it's a simple prayer, uh, but we can easily miss that it's also incredibly profound. Uh, I, I grew up um, living relatively close to my grandparents, and we would go to visit them uh, every so often. They lived an hour away, and they lived by this, uh, this lake, uh, and we would kind of often go for walks around it, and Caleb told me that I really shouldn't call it a lake. It's probably more like a large pond, kind of go there in your mind, uh, so I, this kind of more, to give you the, the, it took about an hour as a child to kind of walk around it, uh, and it would be easy as a child to be in a hurry. Uh, and, you know, I have, uh, I have three siblings uh, and, and lots of cousins. And so there was kind of always a race, right, to be the person that kind of raced around it. Uh, or uh, we knew that afternoon tea, you go for a walk and it was going to be afternoon tea time. Afterwards, my grandparents had this like little, they had these, those ice blocks that were like in this little triangle. Anyone else's grandparents? And then you like snipped off the top. They were pretty average. But when you were a child, like you were really excited about them. I don't know if that was also your childhood. Uh, but, but we would be in a hurry to get back to, uh, from afternoon tea uh, or, or something like that. And it was easy to miss the beauty of the surroundings that we were in. Uh, and recently I returned there. My grandparents died uh, last year. And, and I returned there and I went back to kind of where they used to live. And I had this moment where I stood there and, and I was struck by the beauty of the place. But it's so often to become familiar, so easy to become familiar, and miss the beauty of something that we see so often. 
And I wonder how many of us are aware of the beauty and the power of what Jesus is sharing when he teaches his disciples to pray. And the Lord's Prayer uh, is, uh, is found in slightly different versions in the New Testament two times. So it's uh, found in Matthew 6, verse 9 to 13, and then also uh, in Luke, verses, uh, chapter 11, verses 1 to 4. Uh, and the prayer that we use today uh, is a version that was adapted by the early church, uh, Christian communities from those two gospel texts, and was taught in this form to new converts. And the incredible thing is Jesus is showing us through the Lord's Prayer, this is the way to relate to God. This is the way to relate to God. If we relate in this way, then we're going to have joy. We're going to have peace. There's going to be contentment. There's going to be an absence of fear and worry and doubt and anxiety. And see, there's the thing is this, right? It's, it's one thing to know somebody, but it's another thing to know how to approach them to have a successful relationship with them. It's, it's easy to know someone, but actually to know how to approach them to have a successful relationship is a different thing. And I wanted to read to you from Matthew 6 uh, this morning. We're going to start in verse 5. And just bear with me while I read the whole bit, and then we'll unpack it. It says this, And when you pray... Do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words." Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Then this is how you should pray. And you might know a different version, but this is uh, the one I learned as a child as well. It says this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also uh, forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And in the New King James Version, it also adds, For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And that final sentence Giving glory to God is called the doxology, and it's not part of the New Testament text in every version. So when you read your Bible uh, this week and you're looking in Matthew 6, you might uh, not see it there, uh, but it was added very early on. And the Lord's Prayer is kind of occasionally said without it. And essentially, it's just an expression of praise to God. See, the Lord's Prayer should be understood as an example, a pattern of how to pray. It gives us a framework of how to connect with God. The first parts of the prayer are concerning God uh, and the glory of God, and the next parts deal with our needs. So my question is, how does the Lord's Prayer begin? It's a, not a rhetorical question. You can tell me. Our Father. Why? See, we can relate to God in multiple ways. We can relate to God as a child, to a father, or maybe as a boss, 
to an employee, an employer to an employee. See, in the Lord's Prayer, God reveals who he is and how he wants us to relate to him. As I've been preparing for this, I've been struck by this thought because I thought, man, I launch into the Lord's Prayer and so easily miss that thought that the incredible thing is that God is saying, "I I want to relate to you like you're my child and I'm your father. That he wants to relate to him and to us as, as his loved ones, his, his precious ones. And see, the tricky thing is it doesn't matter so much what we think God is like. It matters what the scriptures reveal that God is like. Because our, 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 uh, our view of God, our things can be kind of impacted by our world. But God uh, wants us to relate to him on the basis of as a child would his father, not an employee would an employer. We're we're not uh, looking for ways to kind of convince God that he has to bless us. We're trusting that God has our best interests at heart. See, as a parent, right, your desire is is, uh, not, you don't always kind of give things to your children that ultimately you know isn't good for your child, right? That's generally the kind of best scope with parenting, right? (laughs) Sometimes you get worn down. Uh, But that's the thing with God is that he's not going to give us something that he knows is ultimately not good for us. And so we come to him and we trust him as a father. See, the tricky thing is if we view God as an employer, we we approach him primarily asking for something that we want, and the, the danger is that we can enter into this kind of self-imposed contract. And I don't know if this has ever kind of been something that you've recognized you've been doing before, where there's like this, okay, God, if I do this, uh, then you should do that. God, if I obey you in this way, uh, then, um, then you should bless me in this area. And Jesus is explaining that a father rewards you very differently to a boss. Uh, With a boss, you apply, you get the job, uh, you do what the boss asks, and then you're compensated. With a father, you're not in that family because you did anything to deserve the job. You're there by sheer grace. So we approach him in that way. Approaching him with gratitude by trusting in the grace and the mercy of the Father. And and this morning, I want to kind of encourage us in some areas uh, that if we're relating uh, to God on his terms, there's going to be five things that are evident when we pray. And I believe this is what Jesus is unpacking uh, as we read the Lord's Prayer. And the first one is that we'll adore him. See, we begin with who he is. Verse nine in the Lord's Prayer begins, our Father who is in heaven. And the Greek word for heaven in verse nine is uranos, and it means closer than the air that we breathe. God is closer to us than the air that we breathe. Like, just kind of stop for a moment and think about that. Our Father, closer than the air that we breathe, we stop 
and we become aware of your presence. Hallowed be your name. See, in saying hallowed be your name, we're saying holy is your name. God, you are holy. And each time we think of God's name as hallowed, it should bring us to consider his greatness and his majesty. Hallowed be your name is encouraging us to worship God and to pray to him, uh, praise him for who he is. And, and I loved uh, last week as Pastor Jono talked about the opportunities we have uh, of using a borrowed prayer. Right? Who, who did something this week on the list of things that Pastor Jono encouraged? I, I loved having some things. And, and he gave us some suggestions uh, to help us, like, like a song, the Lord's Prayer, a formal liturgy, uh, using the Lectio 365 app or uh, that, uh, the different ways you can access that, reading the Psalms. And when we're thinking about adoration or adoring God, the Psalms are full of prayers of adoration. I've started this year, uh, earlier in the year, I just started reading through the Psalms in my quiet time and kind of praying them out. Uh, and I found it incredibly life-giving. It's been awesome. Just every so often in my quiet time, I think, okay, cool, which one am I up to? And I just read it out and pray those things. And as, as we start to pray on adoration, God's love for us becomes a reality. See, is it God who needs to be reminded of who he is? Maybe not. See, we remind ourselves who God is. Hallowed be your name. Verse 10 says this, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The second area is surrender. So first we adore him. In the second area, we come to a place of surrender. And if you want to use a, a fancy word, you can call it consecration. After a few minutes worship, I start to surrender to his will. To consecrate is to set apart uh, anything, your body, your mind, your spirit, your career, your finances, your family, to God's use. See, God is king, so he has a kingdom. And God is a fair and loving king. By saying, thy kingdom come, we're saying, God, I want you to be my king. Uh, so we're asking for his help. And how to act, how to talk, how to think in the way that God wants us to. So we're praying for the advancement of God's kingdom and remembering that we have a part to play in that. See, asking for God's kingdom and for God's will to be done is really surrendering to God. Because his rule and his plans are the best things for our lives. And recently as I've been praying, I've been really struck by the thought in Christchurch, as it is in heaven. Personalizing it to our community, to our families, to our nation. I'm passionate about experiencing the reality of the God's kingdom in my family, in my community, the, the peace of the kingdom, the hope of the kingdom, the joy and the love of the kingdom. I... Uh, I went to a birthday party yesterday, and I, I chatted uh, to some friends uh, who, um, uh, who, someone who was kind of friends with some friends at, here at church. Uh, and during last year, uh, 
they uh, became very sick with COVID, this, this family, uh, and the mum was hospitalised, and so uh, we just uh, did kind of gathered some meals uh, and a few COVID essentials and took them around to their house to drop them off, uh, and I hadn't seen her since then, uh, and she hadn't been in church, uh, but she told me yesterday of the incredible blessing it was to her family and how grateful she was of the expression of love from people, most of whom she didn't know at all. She mentioned that seeing the hope and the peace that her friends who are Christians carry, uh, and she, she wants that, right? She's talked about, man, I just, there's just something that they carry that I, I want to know more about that. And I was struck by the fact that God desires to partner with us in the extension of his kingdom, Right, that his, his desire is that, that, that we would experience the kingdom and we would be bringers of his kingdom into our worlds, right, into our workplaces, into our schools, into our universities, into every area that we go. Verse 11 says this Give us this day our daily bread. Simply asking. And a, a word, the word supplication is used uh, in sometimes as well. You'll hear that. And that's just to express a need to God. See, after adoring him and surrendering, I'm ready to tell God my needs. Worshiping him first, surrendering to his will, and then asking what I need to fulfill that purpose. And, and daily bread symbolizes everything we need for our lives for that day. And it reminds us not to take for granted everything we have and agreeing that God is the one who sustains us, who gives us life. And we depend on him for our daily and physical and spiritual food. And it recognizes, God, everything I've got is a gift from you. We recognize God as our provider, the one who sustains us and gives us life. Give us this day our daily bread. Verse 12 reads this. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And the fourth area is intercession. The act of saying a prayer on behalf of another. To stand in between. See, we need to ask God to forgive our sins. That is all the wrong things we've done, includes our actions, our thoughts, what we've said, right? We have to be sincere in saying sorry to God, but we must forgive others too. It's important, right, that we also bring our hurts and our disappointments before God, and ask his help to forgive those, uh, for us uh, to forgive those who hurt us. And in Matthew, in Matthew 6, he continues this theme in uh, verse 14 and 15. It says this, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive those, uh, forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's a big thought, right? Pretty big challenge. Jesus teaches us that if we don't forgive others, then God won't forgive us. That's a big thing. And choosing to forgive can be challenging. But Jesus expresses the importance of it for our own forgiveness. But the incredible thing is that we can ask him for forgiveness for ourselves as we choose to forgive others. 
And it's key to recognize that forgiveness is key to our relationship with God. If we're not recognizing who God is and then surrendering to his will for our life, then our prayer relationships can lack power. And in the same way, if we're allowing unforgiveness to remain, uh, then it impacts the power of our prayer before God. And that's challenging because it's included in the Lord's Prayer as a thing with equal importance as worship uh, of God and surrender to his will and bringing our needs before him. And maybe I wonder if the team can come. It'd be cool. Verse 13 says this, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And this area, the fifth area, is protection. This part of the prayer is asking God for protection so that we'll be able to stand against the negative influences in the world and be able to achieve victory over sin. See, feeling angry or disappointed or lonely or or hurt can leave us vulnerable to temptation. But the amazing thing is God invites us to say we can pray to ask him to help us with our feelings and our action. We can pray for protection over our families, over our city, over our nations, for our schools and our workplaces. I love that we can ask for his help. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God, we praise you for who you are. In finishing the prayer, we return to worship and acknowledging the supreme, unmatched power of God. That having expressed all of the things that are important to us, we're reminding ourselves who we are bringing these requests before. It gives us a perspective of having brought our knees before our Father, who created us, who loves us, and continually forgives us for all we've done and will ever do. See, the incredible thing about this is while it's a simple prayer, what Jesus is asking us to pray isn't super easy. To surrender, to forgive, to worship God before we bring our own needs before God can all be challenging. See, when we look at the life of Jesus, he modeled all of the aspects of the Lord's prayer. He was constantly taking time away by himself, seeking God and worshiping him. He was surrendered to God's will, even to the hard things uh, about how he would uh, not like to be crucified, right? In the, in the garden, he says, yeah, yet not your, my will, but yours be done. He asked his father to have for his help in performing miracles and resisting the temptation of the devil in the desert. And this is, oh, the, I don't know, the most incredible one, right? He chose to forgive those who were unjustly uh, sentenced him and executing him on the cross. And I wanted to read to you the message paraphrase of these same verses in Matthew because I think it reads in, in a really cool way. It says this, here's what I want you to do. Find a secluded, a quiet secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense His grace. 
The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are prayer ignorant. They're full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for that nonsense. This is your father you're dealing with. And he knows better than you what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply like this. Our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best as above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're ablaze in beauty. Yes, yes, yes. I love that version. I love the bit that says the focus will shift from you to God and you'll begin to sense His grace. I wonder when was the last time you read the Lord's Prayer and that was the reality. That moment where you just were struck by His grace for you. See, as a a church, we have, our heart is to equip people uh, for life through faith in Jesus. If you've been in Equippers, a little while you'll have heard us say that. I mean, it's in our name. You should come to Equip next week if you're you're new because we'd love to tell you more about it. But that's something we're passionate about, right? Being equipped for life. And so sometimes equipping can look really simple, like modeling one way that you can pray through the Lord's Prayer. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, so I'm going to read a line of the prayer and prompt you with a few areas that you might like to pray before God. So we're going to do this right now. So however you kind of can engage with God, you can close your eyes. Uh, And what I want us to do is I'll just give you a few moments over each line uh, in reflection. You can just take a moment, however you feel comfortable to engage with God. So maybe right now, if that's okay, you can close your eyes. You can just connect with him in this moment. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. In the air we breathe, we stop, we become aware of your presence. Maybe think of the names that you use for God. Which name do you use most when you pray? How does your identity as God's child affect the way you approach Him now? Just in your own words, in your mind or out loud, you can begin to speak out adoration to Him. Praise Him for who He is. kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Just right now, you can think about this people, the situations, the places you want God to move in. You can include anything that's been worrying you.
And then just ask God to teach you to pray his will for his kingdom in each of these situations. Let it be in Christchurch as it is in heaven. today our daily bread you can recognize his provision and bring any needs you've got before him now Forgive our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Maybe think back through the last 24 hours, the things you've done, the people you've met. Ask the Holy Spirit to highlight things that you've done wrong or times where you should have acted and didn't. Say sorry and thank God for forgiving you. someone you need to forgive today. Ask God to show you who and ask him to help you. For yours is the kingdom Yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and ever. Just take a moment to praise God and remind yourself who you've just surrendered to, who you've brought your needs, your cares and concerns before, who you've just asked for forgiveness and who's helping you to forgive. Remember that your prayer has power because of who you've prayed to and how he sees you as his child. Awesome. Amen. Maybe this week you want to take a moment just to pray through the Lord's Prayer again, line by line, you can do it, just the, the revelation that you get from God as well as you pray. You can spend time longer or shorter depending on, uh, on, on what you're feeling at that moment. But actually, it's an incredible gift that we have, right? A, a, a way that Jesus has equipped us to be able to know how to approach a loving Father. But depending on our experiences with our own families, recognizing and approaching God as a Father might be challenging, and maybe as I've been speaking today, you've recognized that you find it hard to think of God in that way. And you'd like to speak to somebody about it or have someone to pray with you. And uh, we always uh, like to create a space at the end of our service for prayer. 
And so in a moment, we're going to finish. But uh, just there's always people who are keen to pray. And and I think it's one of those things that, you know, that that is a a really significant thing in our walk with God. Because, you know, like we live in an imperfect world. And so our reality and the experience that we've had as a relationship with a father doesn't always make it easy for us to approach God in that way. And so we love uh, to pray with people, to stand with people, to talk with you, to support you as you... Uh, find healing in that way. And so can I encourage you at the end of the service, if that's you, just to be brave and come, somebody will be standing here at the end and we'd love to be able to pray with you, uh, to, to really to just help you on that journey. And it might take time, but just to begin in that place. And yeah, can I invite you, just take some time this week, pray through the Lord's Prayer. And uh, this is something we've been doing on a Monday night. We've been talking about Monday night prayer and I kind of, I wanted to, to just to, identify that one more time because sometimes it's like not sure about Monday Night Prayer because I'm not sure what they do, right? So this is something that we've done at Monday Night Prayer. Just stop and pray through the Lord's Prayer, prayed for specific things. And so can I invite you? That's a space we'd love to encourage. If you're kind of being stirred by this uh, series that we're doing on prayer and you're like, God, I, I, I want to be equipped. I'm not sure. I don't know. There's, there's some great spaces where you can be in, where you can be encouraged, where we can help to lead you and just to equip you with tools uh, so that there's, yeah, there's life for you with, with prayer and all of these things. Uh, and so um, we meet on the first Uh, and third Monday of the month at 7.30 in the evening just at our church offices and can I encourage you just to come into that space you're most welcome to join us we had a great crew last so this is the fourth Monday tomorrow so last week we met so uh, we'll meet uh, next Monday but we'd love to have you in that space but you know in this moment my, my heart is that today that you have a look at the Lord's Prayer in a different way that maybe as you go from this place that there'll be this revelation and just God will remind you afresh of the incredible love that he has for you as his children. And so are we going to actually finish our service with praise so you can stand to your feet? But I want to just express and just that the joy that we have of our connection with Jesus. And so I'm praying that as we do this series, that something comes alive for us. I loved Pastor Jono's message to us. We went and talked about prayer and the wrestling of the, the, just the how we navigate prayer. But prayer is something that I think there's incredible joy in, but it's just about seeking Him in different ways and being equipped. And so I'm praying uh, that today, uh, just as we go, that you're equipped for this week. That as you go and you spend time with God, that you'll meet Him, that you'll seek Him. And, and if there's something you feel like, man, there's just this block for me or I'm not hearing from God, we'd love to pray for you, right? Maybe you just recognize today, I just want a fresh word from God this morning. Come down. We'd love to be able to pray for you. But I, I'm going to pray you can raise your hands just where you are. Lord, we thank you that you're here. God, we thank you, Lord, that uh, your desire is that we can approach you boldly as your children. And so this morning, God, as we remind ourselves of the incredible gift of your son, Lord, and the love uh, that he modeled to us through uh, through him, through his life, Lord, we thank you that we can approach you, uh, Lord, that we can give you glory, Lord, this morning, that you uh, desire to meet with us. And so I pray that as we go into this week, God, as we spend time engaging with you in prayer, Lord, that there would be life that would flow, that it would be fruitful, Lord, that we would meet with you, God, and we would sense your presence and your closeness and your moving in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.